Listener Production. Hold on, which one's my camera, man? Oh, you haven't got a that camera. That one or that one? You haven't got a camera. Well, why are you going to be so pedantic about it? Because you never know. I might want to address the people at home. And, Mate, he's got to get know, that bicep right, right out. You know, you know what I mean? Like, just sure right that's, there. That's shot terrible. That, it's the camera I mean? that's pointing at you. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Terrible. Yeah, but there's two pointing at me. The middle one on your left. I don't know what that I got means. three layers okay. on, Andrew, because, like, my man titties are fully back now. <laughs> and I'm just trying my best to... <laughs> Should we start? Say that, man. Let's start. I thought we started already. We've already started. Have we started? Because we we started shit. Yeah. Well, what's new? Same but new but old but young and new and fresh. So better. Hello, hello, hello. The Sushi Mango Saucy Meatballs podcast, the updated version. New but old. Old but still new. We are old as shit. My back's hurting. My, my foot is so sore. Well, I, can't, I can't feel my shoulder. So who are you, man? I'm James. I'm the producer. Shut of the up. Po- okay. A podcaster. Fake laugh. Anyway, roll it. <laughs> That's all. I could not have expected anything more or less. Now, that it, is just the perfect. How is the correct, correct, the correct way to say your name? I was thought you said, how do you say correct correctly? <laughs> I feel like you were stumbling <laughs> on the very word that you're trying to get there out there. Go, there so Dilruk Jaisingha is Dil- how you'd say Dil- it if you're Sri Lankan. Dilruk Jaisingha. And there's like an invisible G in there because most Jaisingha, there is a G, but somehow in my generation, they've just, some, my, my ancestors have dropped the G. So mm-hmm. it's almost like in Australia, I get Jaisina or Jaisinya. I've got Jaisinha? a bit of a Spanish Sinya a little bit. Jaisinha. But Jaisingha. What, posi- what percentage of Australians get it right is the question. Oh, can we? I don't want to take a guess. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping 0%. No, look, no. look to be fair, some... cricketers. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I've That's got racist, You racist. know what messes me up, Andrew? Is the people who get the first name wrong. Um, they, I've got Dil Kirk. Once, <laughs> Dill Kirk, Dill Kirk. So I think that's probably the one that's just. It could have been worse. Could have been Dill Cox. Dill Cox. Yeah, a bit more accurate. So, but like I ask that because Salinitri is our last name, right? And we've had everything under the sun. Salinitri. 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 So it's what does Salinitri mean? Well, I don't know. Because Jai Singh is victorious. King of all men. Wait, 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 wait. We missed that. What's that? What is it? Jai Singer means victorious lion. Victorious lion. So means destroyer of lions. Oh, really? Like on it's cowboys. It actually means. Let's be honest. My ego is a bit flattened after this intro that we had. Do we talk about this? Can we get this out of the way before anything else? I come in here all hot, all excited because I've just been jumping on your social medias. I'm like, holy shit! You boys have talked to you know. Mick Gatto, Santa Chilaro, Nick Giannopoulos, all the great walks, and now you've got me on. So really, <laughs> so as it is, as it is now, I'm the back foot trying to represent Sri Lanka and be a bit like, oh, the same Italian Sri Lankans were all the same. But uh, and then we come in, you know, like how are you boys? And I'm like, oh, I've been, been a bit rough, you know, some stuff with my, um, you know, uh, health issues with uh, loved ones and things like that. And I'm, I'm opening our heart you to you. You were telling me us as about three of this. you, and then suddenly I realize it's only just Andrew and and and, and Joe that I'm chatting to. And Carlo's outside, and we just hear this. <laughs> And he's hairspraying yeah. out there, which again, I'm okay with him not caring about my life. That's fine. We've no. just met. But the hairspray for a podcast no, chat. No, well, what's wait, going wait, on that's here? Let me explain. That's why he deals with grief. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> his hair starts falling out and he's going to give volume. You entered just before he said my hair was flat. Right. And then you entered. So I, I couldn't hear anything you were saying. I was just like, I was just thinking about my hair. And, I th- and then lie. I remembered. Yeah. 
I've got a. You should see him at funerals. His... At funerals, he has a bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologise for that. No, no, no. I didn't I mean just, sound well, insensitive, okay. but my hair comes first. Yeah, I get that. That's I get that. I mean, as long as you don't come in your hair first. No, that's no, no. no. Oh. <laughs> but Yo. that's on Sundays. Yo. Uh, <laughs> so wait, so now it's it's the cameras, is it? You're a bit insecure if the cameras see that your hair's flat. Hundred percent. But then what happens? <laughs> though? Well, when the headphones come on, it flattens out anyway. Yeah. But see I, how I position it right at the back there. I hate yeah. the flat head in front oh, of the flat back head from a head. Phone. Yeah, have you that? What, what age are you, Carl? If you don't mind me asking, I'm a tender age of forty-one. Okay, great. So I'm thirty-eight, and yeah. I've got to that age where I get out of the shower, and then the, the elevator lights and all of that start showing hey. me my scalp. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, oh no, hero, yeah. come on, no. man, I'm with you. Because I lost like I lost thirty-five kilos a few years ago, and I'm like, oh, finally, I can start feeling happy and sexy, and then my hair just goes and see you later, oh, like, man. so you got fit and healthy, and then and your then hair, my hair falls off. off. <laughs> I think it's something to do with testosterone. I don't know, or just. I think the pandemic, you know, maybe just stress. Because I, I scalped my head. I used to scalp, shave my head like once every three years just to give it a nice, go completely bald. Because well, apparently it's meant to help. Oh, that's what I thought. It. That's it what I thought, that, Joe, that's, but that's, apparently just came in patches. This <laughs> looked like a soccer ball. So that so was you shaved depressing. Head thinking there was going to grow yeah, back, grow back worse. That's bullshit. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't work at all. Who told you that? It's not a wife's no, no, tale. And thought, by the way, what's oh, it, your, your head's know. full of hair. Yeah, sure, hair. I appreciate that, but you should have seen it in my 20s. This is what I mean. It's like, have you seen those Bollywood, like the thick, thick? Yeah, thick. Yeah, There's yeah. no room for any sunlight there. You put your hands through it. You're practically bald in Sri Lanka now. Oh, that's an embarrassment for the family. My dad keeps asking me to put on a hat. So you had... You remember my hair when I was when I was young? I had a big buff. My hair was, yeah, like, was, one my hair was so so thick. That uh, it was waterproof, like Afro style. Because Afro style, wow. I'd go underwater, come back up, it was still the same. He was a Jackson Five, amazing, completely bulletproof. Your head it was. was, it was. <laughs> we haven't really. Did we, have you said welcome? I, I mean, I felt welcome by you until the hairspray came man. out. So, you know, <laughs> the, the hairspray was where the borders were drawn. So yeah. This is where you stand. It was hilarious, though, because because he said, we we're talking, and then he went, is that hairspray? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Michaela going, you got a mirror by the way? <laughs> All right, so I'll just, just to even the keel, in case we got on the wrong foot, I'm like that with my monobrow. So I've yeah. got a massive monobrow, and if I don't keep it up, it just shows up in, like, ferociously. Daily? Um, I would say every four or five days or so, I've got to kind of get the, the, the plucking done, yeah. or otherwise I do, like, a, go get it professionally threaded. So I would be the same way if I suddenly realised, oh, I need to be filmed, I might ask for a tweezers and yeah. block a few. <laughs> Why do you bit. do the laser? Yeah. Well, for eyebrows? Well, that's yeah. That's uh, close to your face. Oh, that's what I can get. They, they zap it straight away. They that's... said you can, but you can't like get exposed to bright lights and sunlight for a couple of days. Oh. That's what I got told. I don't mm, know if it's true, mm, but I'm, mm. you know, stage, I'm on, you know, in front of bright lights all the it's time. The right. bro. You know, Sri Lankans, Indians, they're so close to us wogs. Yeah. Oh, mate. Like, and the you... food... Food, grandma, parents. matriarchy. That you know, food is what governs everything. Yeah. Uh, loyalty. Yeah. Uh, if you don't eat, you're disrespecting the family. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. don't talk bad about the family outside the family. Yeah. You get beaten up with a stick. You get beaten up with a stick. Yeah. But if someone else beats you up, we'll beat them up for you. Yeah. Like, right. it's, it's real... We've got a lot of Indian, Sri Lankan fans, and they say it's, your culture is exactly like ours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, exact. it's different, but same. Just the, the premise is the I'm, same. I'm trying to think of where the you differences know? are other than like, the say you take food, right? A couple of ingredients here and there are different, but flavor-wise, you know, you, t you think of like wok food versus curry. Like it's very much, you know, well, you take yeah. a mashed potato and steak and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas we've got <laughs> the shit that we're bringing, you know? Yeah, there's a, you're always shitting healthy in both, <laughs> in both, in both cultures.
<laughs> well, know? to be fair, with, with curries, there's more tears the next day, yeah. which you don't get with Italian. <laughs> I'm not sure where this is. Unless it's a or whatever. Chili, chili, man. I'm not sure where this is racist or not, but... <laughs> Oh, it's starting to great sentence. So guarantee you're going to be racist. Wrap yourself in. All right, let's is go. Is it fair to say that Italians are, are, are light-skinned Indians, or, or Indians, or Indians are, 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 are um, um, dark-skinned dark Italians? Italians. <laughs> yeah, 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 look, look. I mean, racist. Sri Lankan, because he's Sri Lankan. Sri Lankan. Well, we put we're putting curry. Let's go wog and curry. Let's just let's space here. We all understand each other, and it's all coming from love here. Please don't at me. I can't deal with. But uh, yeah, but I think there's there's something in there. There's something in there, but it's surprising given how geographically how further Different. apart. Yeah. Like I don't think even in terms of the longitudes or latitudes or whatever we're even similar because usually certain like you know the the geography of the the the, the weather yep. dictates what you can grow mm. and certain parts of different parts of the world tend to have like similar cuisines because of what whatever the cultures that this you know. Sure. But I don't think there seems to be so different Italian and or, or, or you know Eastern Euro, uh, European and, and and Indian subcontinental, mm. but somehow Man, it works. It all works. Know. It does. And in fact, it's the, it food, does. it's the food, the parents, and the uh, hair. It's the, the hair. The hair. In weird places. I wanted like my dad's big bushy beard, but I got mum's mustache instead. And it's just like <laughs> so. It's like you, you see, get the wrong thing. I love isn't it? cultures that can say that about their culture. You know, really? they lie about their children or want them to be amazing. Right. Yes. What did you, speaking of that, what did your parents want you to be? A doctor? Uh, no, no. I was a like straight A student. Yes. You're a, were you an accountant? I was an accountant for a while. So oh I was a straight God. A student, and it was kind of like without sounding like an asshole. Um, you know, I had the pick of the bunch. Whatever I wanted to do that, was that, 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 that makes you sound like an asshole. Yeah, yeah I know. It doesn't matter which but way. I can't <laughs> help it though. I worked my ass off because my problem was this is the thing. I don't know where the connection was made that if you get a good job, you get money. And I was, we weren't broke, but we weren't like we had richer cousins, richer friends, and stuff like that. So we were always behind the ball. So we didn't have Nintendo. My cousins had Nintendo. Those types of things. So I always felt like, oh, one day I'm gonna get money so I can buy this shit and not have to, you know, yeah. save up pocket money or anything like that. And somehow someone made the connection that if you get a good job, you get money. And so then I was like, oh, what's some jobs that give you the most amount of money? Finance and accounting. All right, I'll dedicate my life to that. And I kind of worked, you know, studied hard so I can get a good degree, so I can get a good job and then get the money to buy the shit I wanted. Mm. And then after about six months in working in one of the big four accounting firms, I got fired. <laughs> and I was like, what, oh, what for? Just being shit. Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I, it was for one of the big four accounting firms as well. Uh, you can't say uh, which one. I mean, you can't which say one? which one. Let's just say it starts with a K and a G, a couple of letters in between. No, I worked there. Yeah, I worked for them. I did their like vacation uh, program. Uh, what do they call like between uni b before you finish, oh, before yeah. you graduate. And I did three months with them. They loved it. So they brought me back. They said, okay, we'll give you a graduate offer. But when I came back, the financial crisis had hit. So oh. all the mucking around and kind of easygoing sort of attitude I had was not, uh, they didn't stand for it the second time around. So and I'm someone who needs to muck around before I work. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I can't, like, I'm motivated by people. And yeah. I was in tax, so I had, like, these four big tax legislation books that I needed to flip through and Ugh. give the boss the answer that he already knows the answer to. He's just testing me to see uh, if I can know. So read. you're in tax accounting. Ugh. That was specifically your... your oh, my God. Well, like, obviously, obviously, yeah. Mate, like, we had clients whose tax bill was, like, m m phone bills, uh, phone phone numbers. Like, oh shit, big companies, you know? And yeah. all of a sudden, some idiot from Sri Lanka who drinks too much is in charge of putting <laughs> the right number into the tax return uh, and it was brutal I, I didn't like it so what did mum and dad say when you decided oh, yeah. to hang up your, your accounting boots and, look to and be honest they were surprisingly supportive uh, I think they were 
I think they were worried. I've come to understand that most parents, at least, uh, just want to know that you're going to be okay once they die. Like, that's effectively it. And it's hard for them to understand how someone with an accounting degree with experience in working for a big company suddenly says, you know what, I'm just going to go to open mics and tell some dick jokes instead. <laughs> and that's where my heart, that's my calling. I need to address this deeper inner calling, <laughs> mom and dad. But uh, the difference was they, they, they saw how, you know, they saw it lit me up. And I, I'll never forget it. They came to Australia in 2012 on holiday and I took them to a gig. It was an open mic gig and it was terrible. Like I was, I was bad. The MC was bad. I, I, I was filthy. I thought I'll just rip the bandit off because I know I don't swear in front of my parents. So I thought, oh, I'll just rip the bandit off. Like give them the filthiest material I have and I bombed and this I came off stage and this my poor Muslim mom you know she doesn't she can't handle the idea of me swearing and I said oh so what did you think she goes ah, well you look happy <laughs> <laughs> so I think they kind of hung on to that idea that this is something that we don't get but he clearly is happier than he was as an uh. accountant and so then, you know, they just said, okay, we'll back you kind of thing, you know? Oh, and yeah. so then eventually when things started coming good, it kind of validated that. But but otherwise, you know, dad is the first person every day. Uh, he'll message me going, how was last night's gig go? He sort of knows the comedy scene in Melbourne, um, you know, because he's genuinely like, oh, how was so-and-so's room? Or did you, did you get this more? Once he asked me about pay and he said, oh, are you still only getting $20 a gig? I'm like, hey. We're not talking money ever again. Like that really hurt my feelings because I said, if I wanted money, I would have stuck to accounting. Like I'm doing this because I feel I have to do this. And he didn't understand. Again, as a parent, you know, you just, I was like, oh, what's he doing? He's just, yeah, yeah. you know, is he getting 20 bucks a week? Is this his career? Mm, yeah. I was like, don't worry. It's an apprenticeship. It makes sense in my head. Just leave it, you know? Yeah. So that was a bit of a tense conversation. But from that point onwards, again, in my dad's defense, he'd never brought up money again. Uh, and now when he gets flown business class, he's pretty happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> and in the crazy to the events, now I believe your ex-boss mm. is now... Your accountant. He's my accountant, right? yeah. Hey. Shout out to Paul. Great guy. He works well, that, at... that would have felt good. Yeah. No, well, to be fair, yes and no. Like, it's a, it's it's twofold because on the one hand, it is kind of silly and fun that I get to kind of go like, oh, hey, can you get this done? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, Did you call just... him up and go, hey, you're going to be my accountant, bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. We had such... He was so supportive. Not that the KPMG was a different... Uh, oh, that's oh, hey. yeah. no, <laughs> fine. I don't care. <laughs> but they were a different kind of exit. Whereas my other boss, I started working for a smaller accounting firm. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, ah. This was like a family-run thing. With, there was only like six or seven of us in the office. Um, you know, I he literally was so supportive where like after my first ever gig, I did like five minutes at the Comics Lounge in North Melbourne, yep. which is normally a 400-seater packed out, but on a Tuesday night back then was their new comics night. And there yep. was just 20 people in the crowd. And in that big venue, oh, mate, oh, the silence man. was brutal. How was that, man? Oh, terrible. I bombed so hard. But it was the first time I did something that I loved everything but the result. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I've never done, like I said before, I wanted to study hard so I could get a good job, blah, blah, blah. This was like, oh no, the work was fun. Yeah. Like coming up with the material was fun. And, you know, getting that nerves was all like my, my whole body was shaking. So I was like, oh, this is clearly what I'm meant to do because if I'm shit at it and I love it, my God, imagine how much I'd love it if I got good. So I went to my boss the next day and told him I want one day off a week and I kind of got to like four days a week and then uh, he didn't understand as well. He's like, why would you sacrifice a day's pay to do something that's at nighttime and you're not going to get paid? I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. It makes sense in my head. That's a great and, answer. Uh, and that boss, you know, to be fair, I did that for about two years and then after about two years, I went down to three days a week and then two days a week. And then I was down to one day a week when my boss was like, hey, do you even need to be here? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? It's like I was getting like less than 100 bucks a week at that point yeah. because, um, you know, and it was hard for him to like give me work because he's like, 
well, you know, I can't give you a tax return in case you're only here, you know, for a couple of days and then you're gone again. So he's yeah. like, shall we just call it? So he kind of said, if you want to stay here, you can stay. So but I have fuck, a very but good... Fuck off. But, yeah. but, but, you know, this, let's not be silly here. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, but now, you know, I left in 2016 and I still get invited to the Christmas parties oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So oh, if you ever watch nice. The British Office, there's the David Brent character showing up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me literally every Christmas uh, Christmas. I remember I, I saw you were the uh, ambassador for Melbourne. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was it called? It was called. Well, that uh, would have been a big in your form or something like that. Yeah, being a brown person, that's a big win, mate. It was huge for me because I love Melbourne. I've I moved here in two thousand and four as a nineteen year old. I'd never visited Australia before. This was my first ever trip. Flew by myself, completely terrified. From uh, where? From Sri Lanka, from, from Colombo. From nineteen. Yeah. For at nineteen years old oh. for uni. So I went from like you know never coming to this country to this completely different daunting place and for me it's one of those cool things that I think about like 15, 16 years later that they use me as the kind of like hey come to this city that I love ah mate I loved it I loved loved it so much I loved the campaign and when I saw it I was like man that well, was a bit of a clap moment. Oh, like, that's thank you, unreal, man. I appreciate man. It was really cool. What I liked I about that story was that was... it wasn't me. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking, they, why did they choose us? Why, why, why did they put it? <laughs> I was like, he wasn't even born in Melbourne. We were. What the hell? <laughs> that's for a different campaign. You yes. grew here, we flew here. That kind of, that kind of <laughs> campaign that was. <laughs> but uh, the was thing about good. that ad, I love, I love the ad, but my favorite story about it is, uh, so the idea was that I'm like, you know, in like, active wear, going around the city because there's so many things to do and we've got to rush around because there's not enough time to do all these things, whatever. And I was in like a, I think, uh, Lululemon top or whatever. Uh, but because we were filming outdoors, things were a little bit cold. Cold nipples? And they, it cost the advertising company $800 to digitally remove my nipples. Oh. <laughs> So that's what these titties are worth. I need to start my OnlyFans just to go charge $800. Why did they tell you how much it cost them? I asked them as an accountant. I wanted to know what was the the line item for titty repair. So you... Asked them to remove it? No, or they, no, no, or no. they no. thought those nips are so hard, we have to fucking right. No, them. so we filmed it, and then a few weeks later, what I had to do the voiceover, like over the the audio, in case they lost something. And in that, they showed me the footage. I mean, those, I'm like, where are my nipples gone? <laughs> <laughs> they said, oh well, honestly, we had to. We had to. I was like, can you find out what the extra cost of that was? Because it's hilarious to me oh, that the, the, the client has gone. Ooh, it's a good ad, but the titties are distracting. <laughs> Good ad, but it's a bit nippy. Man, do you have the raw footage with the titties, though? I th- I've got some photos, I think. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I remember they did a side-by-side for me. I'm sure we can. Oh, Dude, look, I don't know. If, I'd I'd if you posted that up. up on your Instagram, I reckon that'd be your most liked pick. <laughs> for sure. That I think, is a great I, Honestly, idea. if they're smart, like, I'm happy to do it for free. Hey, like me. <laughs> a little boost of the campaign again. X-rated version and, yeah. and, uh, and removed version. <laughs> that yeah, was, well. yeah, that was a cool one for me, especially because it's one of those things that when you love something genuinely and then because of the you know the work that we do is we can't I mean it's I'm sure you guys are the same you started off just because it made you laugh who was your who was your um inspiration so for me to get out of accounting was Hamish and Andy right. just listening to them and I remember thinking going hang on these boys went to Melbourne Uni and they met at the Commerce Courtyard which is where I met all my mates and like now they're getting paid to have fun mm. yeah. I was like what, what What am I doing and I was hating the the the, the tax job at, at the big firm it's a bit upsetting that we weren't his inspiration <laughs> yeah. well I you guys expecting. weren't even around at that point well, we weren't, but we should have still been 
You should have still... Uh, retrospective inspiration? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. I, I, especially when it comes to hair product. Like, no, no, <laughs> just that attitude of like, By you know... By the way, if I don't get a hairspray deal after this episode, I'll be upset. Mate. Very upset. I would what be upset for you. What hairspray do you use, Well, Carl? let's not talk about it. That, well, they haven't paid me, so I'm not going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you want to pay... It, it, great, but seriously, those guys are awesome. Yeah. Well, we love them. They're, yeah. They're, they're great guys. So and, for me, they were the reason I kind of got out and I thought, no, I've got to think out of the box. And then the reason I got into stand-up was because of Will Anderson because I remember... And it always sounds like an insult to him because I used to go to the comedy festival. I'd pay like 500, 600 bucks to watch shows. I loved comedy. Um, and I remember his was the first act. It was the second ever live show I saw. The first one was Husey and then uh, and then Will Anderson. And Will's, it sounds like an insult, but it was the first time I went, oh, I can do that? <laughs> but I don't mean it in an insulting way. It meant more like he was being funny just saying stuff. Whereas Husey was funny the way he said it yeah. and he had like a... Uh, persona and yeah. uh, my Eddie Murphy was my biggest biggest inspiration yeah. and that those two specials he's got like impressions and, yeah, yes. and he's just so talented I was like I can never do that yeah, yeah, so yeah. for me it's only like when I saw someone just doing like telling stories or making observations uh, as themselves I went oh that's kind of why I'm funny around the barbecue maybe I can do it too you know yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's why Will's like the reason I got into stand up Hamish and is the reason I quit my job <laughs> right oh, yeah. oh of course nice. yeah, Will's both, those guys are Absolutely funny, but I was reading something here that's not funny. Mm. But I laughed when I read it. Oh my god! And I'm this, sorry this... if I'm an asshole because I thought it was a joke. Okay, here we but go. But you had oh. a heart attack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That is funny. I was, I was reading it, man. <laughs> and they said it last year in the middle of member conference, Dil Rook suffered a heart attack. And I thought, I thought, yeah, is that a joke? And then I read, no, it's not a joke. You actually had a heart attack. Yeah. Well, see, it's funny that the the way it's phrased, people think it happened on stage. It didn't. It was just while I was at home, and it was just it's so interesting because I had this weird little pinch in my left arm, left bicep, right? right? And then I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I went too hard at the dumbbells or something like that. And I went, oh, I haven't been to the gym in eight months. So I, don't, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's Must the... Must be that last set. <laughs> oh, it's the delayed onset muscle soreness. Those doms, you know, they're tricky. Yeah. <laughs> they kick in eight months later. So what, you had a pinch. So just a little pinch and I thought, oh, just harden up, don't be fucking, you know. But then I got a little tighten, uh, tightness in my chest and then I thought, oh, it was not even painful. Honestly, it was just so mild. I was like, you know what? Just go go to a doctor, get it checked out because of my parents. Like, but both my parents have had heart attacks, you know? Oh, right, okay. So I thought, oh, I'll just be a bit extra cautious. And I literally walked to the GP. Then the GP said, look, looks fine, but, you know, let's just go to the emergency ward just to be sure. Get to the emergency ward. They chucked me on an ECG. Yep. They said the ECG is pumping so good. There's highly unlikely anything's happened in your heart. He said it's stronger than, you know, most people. So you're probably fine. But to put your mind at ease... Uh, let's do some blood tests and x-rays. And he was so nonchalant. He, in fact, used the word, it's probably psychosomatic, you know? And um, and I jokingly said, I was like, psychosomatic, does that mean like I'm crazy and I hate Jews? Is that what psychosomatic <laughs> yeah. means? It's like, so he said, it's not that I imagine it, it's just that there's no medical reason for what I'm feeling. And an hour later, he comes back with the blood test and apparently there was this particular enzyme or something called troponin that shows up after you've had a cardiac event. So they're like, oh, it's a bit weird that that's shown up. So we're going to keep you here overnight and test you again. And and then it had gone up overnight. Right. And then in the morning, they're like, yeah, look, it's probably a heart attack. We'll just do a thing called an angiogram, which is where they pump you with this dye mm -hmm. and they get to see it on a screen if there are any blocks. And they found an 80% block. Oh. Yeah. It, so my parents are proud because of the high distinction. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, well, <laughs> keeping the GPA up. And so... <laughs> That's such a comedian's well, joke, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But the 80%, heart, like, at least it's a high one. That's a high one. Yeah. You know, mom's was 99, so yeah, she yeah. was really, she's the brains of the ducks. family. But <laughs> she's a duck. Yeah. <laughs> but then, um, but the 80% block was in an artery that the doctor, it's called the left anterior descending artery, but the doctor said the nickname for it is widow maker. 
Oh. The idea being that it's just killed a bunch of blokes and left widows in its tracks. So I'm hearing all of this from literally a little tiny pinch in my left arm. So I was like, hang on, what the, how did this happen? Because this is pissing me off in a way because I'd quit drinking seven years ago, like when I was a huge boozer and quit all of that. Then I got fit and healthy and then I started running like, I did a marathon. You tell me I did all that shit and I still had a heart attack. Like, <laughs> I'm like I might as well just do heroin now. Yeah. Like, we just go out <laughs> swinging. Yeah, where's the cocaine? Yeah, <laughs> so... Every guy in every guy listening to this right now is going... He's pinching her arm. I'm no, trying to feel if I've got a pain in my arm right now. I'm pretty sure I've had 34 heart attacks for, in the last month. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the first question I had was it like anything to do with the vaccine and they're like no no it's just cholesterol build up from years of you know eating curry. shitty curry and like so much pork mm. and so I was like oh the way he framed it it was clearly my fault so I'm like fuck I wish it was a vaccine now. <laughs> it's like, then I can just kind of like excuse so, it so you went into the doctor with barely any symptoms barely into it. then he said to you no nah, it's probably nothing get, a, yeah. get an ECG doesn't and then you went and got blood tests on the same day then you got the blood test back in an hour yeah. What doctor are you seeing? Because I always have to wait three weeks to get this stuff back. So this was at the emergency oh, you were in the ward. Emergency ward. They, so oh, they you did, went in that, straight into the. No, no, I went to the GP first. That's when the GP said, "Hey, look, uh, just go to the emergency ward just to be sure." So that's what's kind of scary because on oh, the right. one hand, exercise definitely saved my life because the reason the ECG didn't show any effect is because if you think of the heart in like in terms of plumbing versus muscles. So my plumbing was fucked, but the muscles around the heart, because of all the marathons and stuff, were so strong that it kept pumping through that no block and I didn't shit. feel it. So that was like, that was why it's like tiny pinch. Whereas if I was more, uh, if you my heart wasn't gone. strong, I might have died or would have been in much more pain. But because it just kept block right. pumping through, it yeah. was like fine. But on the flip side, it kind of almost killed me as well because it was like, well, your heart, is clearly pumping well. There can't be a heart attack, you know what I mean? Because, it, but that's that's why they did their due diligence and tested every element of it. But the the strength of the heart hadn't fucked up yet, you know. And then five days later, you're back on stage. I'm back on stage. <laughs> How does that work? Doesn't. I'll tell you. As someone who then got a, like a PTSD, <laughs> six months later had a mental breakdown. I'll tell you what. I probably should have taken some more time Just off. Bring I a drip on stage yeah. with you. As well. <laughs> No, I actually, so this is where we got really strange. So I asked the doctors, when can I get back on stage? And they said, we, uh, we've we never had a stand-up comedian before. So we have to compare your job to similar jobs. And there's very few that we can compare to. So they actually had a meeting. I'm pretty sure like the head of cardiology of all of Victoria and a bunch of other cardiologists had a Zoom meeting to try and come to a conclusion as to when I can go back to work. Right, and so the what dilemma, do I do with this fucker? Yeah, the dilemma <laughs> I had, this is what the doctor said to me. He said, the dilemma that they had, and I get it, is that... Um, on stage, uh, they said I'm as sedentary as a, a cashier at a supermarket. <laughs> so for them, it would be like four or five days. But also because of what I do, my adrenaline is yeah, through the yeah, roof yeah. that my heart rate reaches the level of an elite footballer. Oh well, it does. So they're like, so for a footballer, it's about six weeks. So they're like, you know what? Somewhere in between, you pick which one you want to be. No way. <laughs> because you, it's, it's funny you say that because before you go on stage uh -huh. is when you have the highest level of... yeah. Anxiety or, or or heart stuff. You can yeah, feel. You, can feel, you get on stage. You settle, and it's okay. But. It but does just before you're going, yeah. Just so I, does peak, so for the shows, when I returned, I had a chair on stage just in case I needed it. I had a few, you know, people, you know, just to be close by in case I suddenly call it. And uh, but at the same time, it was just like 
I think I'm fine. It was more phantom pains now. So I might just go up a flight of stairs now and feel a little puffed just because I'm, you know, I've been to Sri Lanka for the last three weeks eating curry nonstop. Yeah. But my head's thinking it's happening again, it's happening again. It's happening. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, my confidence course. is completely shot. shot. It's Absolutely. gone. Absolutely. How, how were you guys when you did, sorry, if you, I was going to ask with the live shows that you did, yeah. how were your feelings before that first one? Ooh. I ran through a wall. Yeah, the first just pumped, pumped. The first, uh, the first one was, um, was was quite a thing. The, the very, very, very first one, or the, or the just the first mo- live one. Oh, ever first? Oh, I was sick as a dog, like I Eminem was. style, mom spaghetti on mom your sweater. Spaghetti on the yeah. no, 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 like, no, no. As in, I had an ulcer. Oh shit! Yeah, from like weeks before, and I was really sick, so I was hooked up on every possible drug I possibly could take. Yeah. And, and so then, was that also become stress from the lead-up It was stress it? from the lead-up because of these yeah, two. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Man, I 100% get that. I had like, um, what do you call it? Uh, acid reflux when you oh, get yeah, heartburn. Yeah, yeah. And, and, we call it Yeah, it's it. <laughs> Okay, that's not what my doctor used <laughs> <laughs> But either way, they tried to t- find it because my dad has a similar issue and his was precancerous, some helicobacter, I can't oh, remember right. the word. So they tested me for all these things. They put a tube down my throat, yeah. all of that. And they said, we can't find any reason for it. Mm. So they just gave me Nexium and I had to take like, you know, two pills a day or something like that. That's what I did. That's what I did. And mate, I started meditating and in four days it stopped and I haven't had it sit. And it's just purely stress. And it's these two dickheads for you. (laughs) Well, because it was stressful for the show and getting all the going and I was sick as a dog. But um, uh, we got through it and the rest of it was fine. Yeah. But the the big one, the probably the most nervous I've ever been was the very first arena one we did. That, yeah. yeah, that one there was. Which city was that? That was in uh, Kudos Bank in Sydney. Oh, that's such a huge. I mean, that, that was such a trip. I, I, I saw bit, Dave Chappelle there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so, a big, it's a big place. I mean, like I'm with Joe. Look, our very the very 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 first show. I was so ignorant towards what I was what we were about to do, that really? I was calm. Oh, right. I walked out and did it. Did you and get... ever since then, it's been getting worse. My anxiety's been getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes are getting higher. But do you, what was that feeling like when you hear the crowd roar for the first time? Because uh, the most I've crying. ever felt is maybe 1,000, uh, 1,500 maybe is probably the biggest I've done. Uh, oh, 2,000, sorry. It's a different yeah, kind of laugh. I want to cry, vomit, laugh at the same time. Like it's that emotion of everything. You yeah. don't know what you want to do and you go, oh shit, I've got to say something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's also like, it's the, you, you can feel like the in the yeah. crowd, you can feel the energy. You don't want it to yeah. end. Oh, that's it's an interesting so one. Man. And that's the thing, being a comedian as, as well or doing jokes is when you get that laugh and then if you want to do something after it, you fuck up the one after it because you try and top that one. Top on before. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I just sort of left that other one because they didn't laugh. But you just want it to continue, don't you? You just want it's it to keep feeling it. But that heart just rate. any laugh, man. 20 people, 500 people, 1,000, right. 12,000, whatever. Yeah, I think it just... Look what you it's said such before. a drug. Sometimes... When you play like a tight, a nice room with 1,500 or 800 or 500, sometimes the laughs punch you straight in the face. It's a different uh-huh. experience. It's okay. really nice. And yeah. I love that. And we love that. And the arena's a different experience because it comes in waves. It kind of, you've got to wait like a few seconds to let it settle down for you. You can't go to the next line. The yeah. Next yeah. Line. So it's yeah, all different yeah, yeah. experiences. But tight rooms are tight, like tight, not with the audience. I prefer a tight room. Th- a thousand. So much, you prefer tightness? Yeah, like tight. Yeah, fair Every, enough. In, in tight. Like <laughs> <laughs> my hair tight. No, but that that's a, that would be such a trip. Like especially like again for me the 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 reason I love stories like yours is because it starts with such genuine thing of how do we make each other laugh? Like people, yeah. and then you're going to always get people trying to emulate and try and find a formula or whatever and try and copy just because of the success you've had. Mm. But I'm like, no, go back. Look what the, look at the basics, which is that yeah. this is you're being authentically yourself. Like you're mm. you guys are doing shit that you 
fucking love to do. And if if there was no social media, you probably would film it and send it to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I think people are putting the cart before the horse, going, no, 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 don't try to do what Sushi Mango did. Find out what is the well, shit you, that you yeah, want to do 100%. and just fucking do lean that. into it. How are you boys at like taking stock of that, like? how far you've come like are you good like on the day of the kudos in arena do you sit with i mean you clearly you said you yeah. just didn't realize even how no, the very the very, very i'm talking about the very very first, first show. one the, right the, right. the kudos bank was almost passing out before the, the beginning well, you know, yeah, yeah. you know was, how was, it is though Del. you know you 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 know when, when you're going to do something when you're about to go on stage mm. whether it's a a large room whether it's like that one of those moments where you pinch yourself that you're uh-huh. with someone you're about to film something you're just thinking in your head okay i've got, I've got to do a good job don't fuck uh, it up don't fuck it up <laughs> right. right. I gotta do. I gotta make sure I hit my mark, and then you, and then I got this thing where I build myself up and say, "This is what you're born to do. This is what you have to do. Uh-huh. Go out and you go out and you do it and you do it. And you when you some, I had to sort of sometimes stop and pull the handbrake and go just. Enjoy what yeah. you're doing right now for a second. Because uh-huh. it's very easy to go, okay, what have we got next week? We've got Melbourne next week. How many, right. Have we sold 10,000? How, how come we haven't sold 11,000? Why haven't we sold this? Why haven't we sold that? Like, you got to pull yourself up a bit and go, just enjoy it. The reason I ask that is because it's something that I know a lot of people make the mistake of not doing. Absolutely. And before they know it, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Or, and I don't mean necessarily career-wise, just the show. Like, a- so, so many of my friends who blitz their Oxfam gala spots, they say they can't remember, the me- there's no memory. And the thing I'm most proud of is my, my gala spots are fine. It's like never gone viral or anything. But I love them because, as I, especially my first one, I remember my, I said to myself, my only goal is to remember everything because I've worked my ass off to get those Go four on, minutes yeah. right. I'm like, I don't need to practice that. I'm like, just be present. And I love that, you know, my little 120 kilos walking on stage and you see me just look at the entire ceiling and like just take it all just in and just smiling and beaming it's because yeah. I got it off do you ever see Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah, yeah. do you remember he says something along the lines of by the time it gets to judging he's like just give it to me you know you know I've already won you're not even like and you see him and he's standing there with that level of you know what are you what what are you even thinking about? It's yeah. mine. Just give it to me. Yeah. And that's kind of that thing that I try and emulate. Going, you've done the work. Yeah. This is now the laugh. In my case, winning is getting the laugh. I'm like, I know this is funny. Yeah, just, just, just give, give it, it to, me. to me. I have like a very definitive moment that made me go, I need to fi- fucking fix this because uh, it was in 2021 comedy festival. Only two years ago. It was after the lockdown. Melbourne was on zero cases. Man, like ticket sales were going through the roof because there was, <laughs> I jokingly said there was no international acts that year, which yeah. is why I'm like, now like, you know what? <laughs> Let's close the borders, you know? <laughs> no more foreigners. I've made it through. Look, fuck off, mom and dad. <laughs> you can't close the gate behind me. But I was in the venue, uh, the Melbourne Town Hall, Lower Town Hall, which is the venue where I not only got my citizenship in, but it's also the place I saw Will Anderson for the first time. So 15 years later, I'm the act that people are lining up for. Love that. And it's sold out. And Love I'm having, that. and I'm side of stage. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, wow, he must, 15 years ago, you know, Will Anderson probably stood in the same spot, not realizing there was a, you know, uni student in there about to be inspired to go do Absolutely. this one day. I'm yeah, like, what yeah. a cool moment. And then I pulled my phone out and saw someone got like a, a telly thing in the interview that I wanted. It might have been the project or something like that. And I went, oh, fuck, I didn't get the project. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, and I started laughing. I'm like, yuck. Like, yeah, how yeah. gross is that? How like, I literally not. have sold out show. Yeah. I have no reason to yeah, promote man. the show. It's Absolutely. selling fine. I've, 
achieve more than I wanted to. I'm literally in the spot that I got inspired Absolutely, to be man. and inspired to get to. And I got there. Instead, I'm just focusing on, oh, I didn't get that five-minute yeah, thing I've done. I did it last year, but why didn't yeah. they call me back this year? I yeah. must be shit. Like, that voice kind of, like, started. And then I'm... Do you ever watch uh, Big Lebowski? Yes. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's character, Donnie. It's like, John Goodman goes, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Like, every time I get that voice, I've called that voice Donnie because it just it makes me laugh when I when I become so needy and egotistical. Going, no, why didn't I get that? I'm like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, man. But having said that, that's the same voice that said spoke to me when I was in accounting going, no, oh, this is a good job, but fuck this. We should do something that's more... Yeah. And so it's like Gotta finding find that, that balance, find that balance you know? between when is it servicing you and when is it stop gonna, when is it actually going to celebrate. So that's yeah, why yeah. I was like asking you boys because it's like yeah. when, when I heard the kudos thing and then knowing like how it all started, it's just such an incredibly yeah. amazing story. Oh, yeah. And it's because it's you guys know it was never like you know the work you put in and mm -hmm. it was all incremental, right? So it's hard sometimes to stop and take more and go, fuck, we've done good. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, I usually get it just before I go on. Uh-huh. Like, oh, where's your pace at the back, you know, mm. in costume or whatever. And I'll just say to the boys, boys, let's just fucking have fun out there, man. Yeah. Like, I just get to a point of just like, I don't want to, why am I? Why am I stressed? I want to have fun, right? And if I'm having fun, or we're having fun. They're gonna have fun. Exactly. So let's go and have fun. In fact, you know? they're gonna have more fun. And you know what it's like if you're if you're enjoying your time on stage. Uh -huh. It's that's your best moment. Hundred percent. That's the best possible performance you can put out if you're having fun. If you, know you can I mean? make them feel like this party is happening, whether you're here or not. Yeah. If you want to yeah. jump, you, it's, you're gonna have a better night if you get on board. Like I'm having, I'm living, literally living my dream. So I hope you enjoy too. Like that's yeah. the kind of thing, and it can't please everybody. That's the other thing. No. And I can just. What I always try and do when I do my writing or whatever is try and imagine me as an audience member and try and play to that guy mm. because I can't please everybody. So there'll be certain things that I'll give myself little marks of trying to achieve and be better at. And, you know, there's been a couple of years where I felt like, mm, I think I didn't live up to the expectations that I gave for myself or mm. I would call that like a pass or whatever. And then there are some years that I'm like, all right, cool. Like you fucking set out to do this. You did it. Well done, you know? Mm. So learning to kind of be objective with yourself because, man, I mean, fuck, you guys know the amount of unsatisfied customers that can just, even if they've not even bought a ticket, they just find you on social media yeah, and tell man, you how shit you are or whatever. The way I, what I said the boys was is that if you had 10,000, 12, 15,000 people in, a, in one spot, and then someone writes, ah, oh, I didn't like it. It was too much swearing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, one or a hundred out of the 10,000, I'll take it. Uh -huh. well, this, uh -huh. is how, yeah. this is how I liken it to, right? You know, you said Eddie Murphy's the goat. Yeah. Do you know that, the, and I think he is too. Do you know that there's people that don't find him funny? Mm. Right. That's a great point. Same the with, fact sa that same if with he Seinfeld. Can't, same with Seinfeld. You name anyone. Seinfeld's Bill Burr, the best, whatever. Seinfeld's the best show that was ever made, in my opinion. Best mm. for me. The number like one it. sitcom ever. And there's people that don't like it. Well, comedy is You can't get everyone. Though, man. You can't win everyone. There's going to be people that And even that if, that, if that show can't win everybody, then what are the chances you're going to yeah, get? Exactly. Yeah. You know, right. It's exactly you know. so Comedy, it's subjective. Everyone's got the things that they like, things that they don't like. And if if, if Eddie Murphy has his haters, yeah. well, we're going to have our haters too. That's so right. Yeah, everyone, yeah, totally. everyone does. And it's just, it's only natural. But we don't but have any haters. We don't have any haters. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's one in this room. Not for all of you. Just the hairspray guy. Just the hairspray guy. He's going to be starring in hairspray pretty soon. 
you soon too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit, yeah, you could be the Travolta character. Yeah, could be. I'd love to sit here so much. I want to talk. I want, I want, we're going to have to get you back because I want I'd, to talk mate, to you I'd about it. Would you come back? back I want to talk to you about MasterChef and um, I want to talk to you about I'm a celebrity out of here and stuff like that. But we don't have time. But mate, thank no you right. so much for coming in, Please, man. absolute honour, boys. Really, genuine really and genuinely it. incredible work by you guys. What, so I'm just so honoured to be. Any gigs coming up? Uh, well, I don't know when this is coming out, but Utopias should be on air at this point. Uh, but otherwise, my stand-up, you know, I mean, Dilruk J on Instagram is Excellent. probably where people can find most of my information on stand-up tours and stuff like that. Awesome. But yeah, I'd appreciate that. But thank you so much for having me, boys. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks so much, man. Hey, Love everyone, you on. another episode done. Subscribe. Do whatever. Get the app. Yeah, there's an app for there's an app. Listener. listener app. I didn't yeah. know that. That's you can download it and you can yeah. listen to it from listener. Or listener. you can Direct. just listen it to anywhere you want. Just listen to it everywhere anywhere. and anywhere. All right. All right, we out. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Boom.